This is Lon Winters with Graphic Elephants. This is Jimmy Lamp. This is Matt Masala with the RhinestoneWorld.com. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And you are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. Podcast. Hosted by... My name is Terry Combs RG. Regular guy. And Aaron Montgomery. We're just regular guys having fun and uh, trying to, to make a living in this really cool and exciting industry. I think we all want to succeed 100% of the time. Seek to understand before I try and make myself understood. Bring a ton of great information. Coming to you live from somewhere dark, dirty, and dank. All right. Well, welcome to the show. It is Friday, July 1st, 2022. I can't believe it's July 1st. Uh, I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And uh, I am Eric Campbell. You might have noticed I'm not Aaron Montgomery uh, again. <laughs> so sitting in again for a traveling Aaron Montgomery who's currently on the road. Uh, but you can find me at ericcampbell.com. And today we are very lucky to welcome in my friend and longtime friend of the show, Christine Shreve, to talk about trade show pet peeves. And I know we're all kind of champing at the bit at this one because we've been on every side of a trade show you can imagine in this room. So definitely with uh, Christine here, especially with her organiza- organizational work for uh, AG, uh, she's also been on literally every side that trade shows can be experienced from. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that, that Aaron is tuned in. He got stuck on uh, on a highway in Colorado, I think. Uh, I think so. Kind of construction, and uh, he's, <laughs> he's just trying to get home, by gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someday we will get Aaron back, I promise. This hasn't. Uh, this is not a hostile takeover of the two regular guys. I know it might seem like producer Eric is just kicking Aaron out and banning him. I mean, I have threatened to do it, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> that, threat more, that, more, that threat's more towards me than, uh, than Aaron normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually I'm telling Terry I'm going to mute his mics. It's not usually Aaron, but you never know. Maybe... <laughs> There's always time for this. So as we lead into the long weekend, hopefully, like I said, uh, all all best wishes to Aaron getting home safe and for all of you guys having a safe weekend coming up. But uh, let's go ahead and start. I actually have a one brief news item to share. Very so good. one one quick news item that I wanted to bring up. Uh, we did have our good friend Josh Ellsworth on last week. And because of that, I thought, you know what? Let's share something stalls related. Uh, Josh from Stalls talked about all of the cool educational stuff they're doing, but I wanted to show that they have a cool magazine that you might not have heard of. They do an online magazine called uh, How to Make It. I'm going to go ahead and throw this up on the screen here. Here's the bit.ly link for those who are here watching live. Uh, I will go ahead and put that in the comments as well. But in this Make It magazine, they actually do this for uh, seasonal kind of episodes. They've got uh, stuff for the summer about doing your own kind of product line about t-shirt printing about heat press stuff that you would expect uh creating a lifestyle brand so something kind of cool to check out it's just another resource and from some folks who really know the business so i'm going to go ahead and actually share my second screen for just a second so you can see it just kind of a cool thing uh they've got just a flip book style magazine, very classical style with a bunch of cool stuff and inspirational things from stalls. So because they kind of did that last week, I thought, hey, why not share some of that stuff? There's all kinds of great things that are up there and cool to check out. So yeah, check it out from stalls, their new episode or their new issue, not episode. God, we are doing so many live episodes that I am apparently everything <laughs> is now a show, but uh, their new issue is out just well see since it was just for summer i thought every page would just be koozies but apparently not it's all (laughs) kinds of things (laughs) not everybody is at your pool man like (laughs) there are other things that happen aside from uh having a tasty beverage (laughs) i am uh, i am taking off a little bit early today and uh, my intention is to start the weekend float uh about three o'clock so (laughs) (laughs) weekend 
float uh, uh, Terry's uh, zero gravity weekend float into the weekend. Yeah, I, I wish I were doing that. I've got a little bit more work to manage for the day. But but yeah, that sounds good to me. I will say, though, glad to see folks like Stalls putting out uh, cool information like this. And, you know, I'm still a sucker for sometimes the magazine format. I, I know everybody's like, oh, they're going away. I still love them in digital format, too. Yeah, um, I, cool. I, I 100% agree. And, and uh, uh, I, I love the fact that and I think that's probably why Stalls is such a great friend of the show. And yeah, uh, it's because their focus is on education as well. And totally and, uh, all of us, including Christine, that's 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 what we're here for. So totally. So or, yeah, great stuff from them. We're also here for a dad joke. And I think I've got a pretty good one today. Oh, I think you do. I would just say hi to a couple people. I'm going to bring a couple sure. comments because I sure. want to hold this back because this is actually one of the better dad jokes <laughs> we've had. So I'm going to make everybody wait for just a second to get this awesome dad joke. Let's say hi to a couple people. You know, Cindy King coming from Texas saying good morning. Chuck saying good morning. Good morning, Chuck. Yosta, who just had his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Yosta. Happy birthday. <laughs> I know you from Uppsala, Sweden. So there we go. Uh, Tanya saying, hello, Terry and Eric. Love Christine. We all love Christine. We're glad to have her on. And hey, Tanya, happy to have you here as well. And we have Barb coming in. So hi, Eric. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Terry. And everybody's saying hi to each other. Jerry's in. Justin's in from JA Digitizing. Happy to have you guys all in. And everybody who decided to tune in instead of just bailing out on a Friday, I know it's a long weekend coming up. But if you're here investing in yourself, then we are happy to have you here talking about trade shows. I, so, I love James Ortolani's comment there. Did you oh, see yep. that? Uh, yeah. Hi, guys. Let's hear the dad jokes. See, <laughs> everybody is just here for the dad joke. Now we have, uh, you know, we have an industry expert, James Ortolani, asking us for, <laughs> for the dad joke already. All right, fine. I'll quit holding you guys back. We'll get the dad joke. It's All just right. one of those things we have to do. <laughs> All right. All right. We sir. need to do an intro. We need to do an intro for the dad joke. I think. <laughs> intro video for the dad joke. We'll just have intro videos every two seconds. The video is longer than the joke, but uh... just theme songs. Theme songs every theme 30 song, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> we probably went out there. We probably just search the dad sure. joke song. Sure okay, here it is. All right, here we go. <clears throat> All right. Bear walks into a bar and says to the bartender, one whiskey and one Coke. The bartender says, why the big pause? I don't know. I was born with them. <laughs> okay. I That's like a good it. one. Come on. It's cute. It's cute. It's a cute dad joke. There's nothing wrong with that one. <laughs> <laughs> said we play with language. I'm happy. So I like that one. That's not bad. <laughs> and you didn't have to go in there and, and explain it in parentheses. So. No, no. This one, I'm hoping people actually, hey, it's an audio show as well as a video show. Hopefully you actually heard that there was a pause. Pause, pause. I mean, I could sit here and ruin it and just go, hey, folks, there, so there are two meanings for the word uh, pause. It's a homophone. <laughs> it sounds the same. Now, I, I would love to ruin it just because ruining it is also half of the fun. But um, <laughs> All right. Like hey, before we go any further, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests, as you guys know. We mentioned it every week. If you or anyone you'd like, uh, anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys, and share your show ideas. If you are listening to the podcast version, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. Nice that we have Christine on the show because she came up with the term regulators. And we would appreciate you giving us a review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are everywhere. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions about trade shows, whether you're an attendee or whether you're a vendor. Uh, everybody's got a trade show story. So we would love to have you uh, have you join in. 
absolutely. No matter what angle you're coming at this from, we would want to talk about that. So jump in, in the comments and join us live. Uh, but with that, let's hear a quick word from OSG. As small business owners, we face a lot of challenges. And lately, words like inflation, fear, recession, war, strife are all coming up more and more. And many times we think the best course of action is just to dive right in and have no plan. We end up wasting time. We end up wasting money. We get overwhelmed. We feel frustrated. But the better option is to have a strategic plan. Then nothing's wasted. We're more efficient. We have confidence. We have clarity. And we have purpose. Dr. Stephen Covey said, all things are created twice. There's a mental or first creation and a physical or second creation. So we've created a workshop called Growing Your Business Effortlessly. This is going to happen on July 15th, and we can't wait to work with you on your strategic plan. That way you end up with more clarity, confidence, and purpose inside of your business. We're going to cover these five topics and more. If you go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash grow, you can learn more and you can register right there. We have two options. There's the live workshop that's available for only $29, or you can be part of the VIP experience and get that live workshop plus recorded access and much, much more. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash grow to register. There are limited seats available, so sign up right away. All right. So yeah, check that out, folks. Uh, once again, that is over at rsuccessgroup.com forward slash grow. If you're interested. And you know, in I, uh, Eric, I had a, had a, 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 an example of that earlier when I said really? I plan to at three o'clock start my three day float. <laughs> so, that's no, my there would be plan for the weekend. No wasted time in getting to the, the tasty beverages and floating in the pool for Terry. So he's already created that first mentally. I mean, hey, also works for business. <laughs> Maybe it works for your recreation too. But I think everybody, hey, we call that self-care. Thank you, Terry. So yeah. <laughs> a little bit of self-care this afternoon should be good for, for a friend. I should have the coffee mug that Aaron gave me for Christmas one year that uh, in fine print across the side, it says may contain alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's entirely possible for the pool, but hey, you know, everybody needs to unwind, especially after we have, let's say, I don't know, a stressful event as we might do in the trade show world. But with that, I would like to bring in our guest because we actually have somebody with a great deal of experience. Uh, so let's introduce Christine. Uh, Christine is the director of marketing and outreach for Lenny Penny and Applicate Getaway. And she is also the host of the excellent Women Plus Business podcast and the founder of the Women in Garment Decoration Group. So let's bring in Christine. I have to say, if you were watching me in the green room, I was shaking my head really hard at the dad joke. I just, but I also was reluctantly laughing. So I well, don't know. You used to commented, uh, "Bear with me." So yeah, I saw uh, that. I thought that I was didn't funny. See it yet that's fantastic. And James liked the joke. <laughs> hey, somebody, as long as somebody laughs, you know, you, you only need to get, you got to change that one person. Once again, speaking about trade shows, we always say, if I can just reach out and educate one person to do one thing. Well, with the dad joke, if we can get one response, that's not me face palming. <laughs> well, no, I was face palming for... a little, but you couldn't see it. So <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Nobody else could see it. But like, like we always say, we get to see the green room. We see people down, yeah. down there in the, in the green room. And I appreciated you taking up the slack for me, uh, shaking <laughs> your head and looking disappointed. 
disappointed like i usually well do. <laughs> i am a well-known kind of not fan of the dad jokes and the puns and i have now groups of people that actually post them on facebook and tag me because they want to torment me so yep. i don't know that that's something i'm actually happy about or proud of but it happens <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to advertise that here necessarily, but you know yeah, what? <laughs> your email is now point... filling up with that joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, at this point, between being threatened with nerd star confetti at Applica Getaway and people sending, I'm like, you know, it's it is what it is. I guess it hey, means what... people are thinking of me. Maybe we should put the positive spin on it. That's what I always say. People, people are are considering your reaction. I guess sure. would they stop caring? That's worse. That's that's probably the. Well, yeah, thing, I right? suppose that's true. So they care enough to torment me. My heart is so warm right now. That doesn't. That well doesn't sound good. That yes. sounds a lot worse than I intended it to. No, I know what you meant. <laughs> well, you know, Christine, uh, the, the point of our show today is talking about trade show pet peeves, whether you're a vendor or whether you're an attendee. But um, let's go back in time a little bit. What was the very first trade show you attended and what was the very first trade show that you worked as a vendor? Oh, my goodness. Jeez, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know how long ago that was? Um, <laughs> I think... The first one, they, they might, the first one that I attended might have been an ISS show. Mm. Either that or what is now the Graphics Pro Expo, but was the NBM show back in the day. One wow. of those two, I can't tell you, I my memory won't <laughs> bring me which one it was, but I think it was one of those two. First show I ever worked, either an NNEP show or DAX, or it might have been ISS too. So mm. I am very like unclear <laughs> on the details well, of this. You need to go through about a thousand name badges and see if they have dates on them. <laughs> you know, I didn't keep a lot of my name. I have a couple here, which you can't see, but um, I didn't keep a lot of my name badges. But honestly, Enmart, when I was at Enmart, which was my previous life, um, we did a lot. We did ISS for a while. We did DAX for a number of years. We did most of the NNEP shows. We didn't do a lot of NBM, but mm. you know, we we did. I we had a oh my gosh! Now you're making me think of the booth from hell. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a when we started before we got smart. We had this huge truss and we built this booth around it, and it was the most. Why we ever thought that was a good idea, I have, I really don't know. You but know, we did at the that time we did. Too. We had the big trust system and I was like, what the heck? In fact, uh, everybody left once and Aaron and I had to take it down. We had to recruit oh. people from other booths to help us yep. get it down to the ground. It was so big and heavy, but yep. yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was kind of the fashion back in the day though. Yeah. Yeah. And now you get the frame put the uh, mm -hmm. the sublimation printed cover over it and wham, bam, you're done. You're ready you're to done. go. For anybody yeah. who's uh, new to the industry, ISS, the Imprinted Sportswear Show, is now Impressions Expo. Yeah, uh, sorry. I forgot that. Everybody's changed their name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right before COVID too, which was kind of crazy. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the first show I ever uh, attended was the, the ISS show in Atlantic City in a previous century. <laughs> <laughs> It feels like a, I mean, when I think back to what it was in the beginning, 
feels like a previous century. You, you know, know the booths got much bigger over the years. So and, and back in those days, too, um, there would be, you know, minor celebrities. There would be sports people there signing autographs. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, but people I, I remember uh, talking to a woman who was in like gen from General Hospital or something in somebody's booth. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember the era of all the booth models. Yes. Those poor, and I used to look at those poor women who were walking around, usually in, you know, branded T-shirts and shorts and high heels. And I'm thinking, I don't know that there's enough money in the world because <laughs> <laughs> or, walking around in high heels all day at a trade show is not a joke, man. Or, or a dress made of screen mesh. I remember that one. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. Oh, that doesn't sound comfortable at all. <laughs> Yeah. I may have started late to the game. At no point were there. <laughs> I missed the entire like booth model era. But also, I everybody thinks that I've been doing because I've been doing this so long that I was at trade shows for a long time. I didn't come out of my digitizing cave for like over a decade and didn't come out to the shows until fairly recently in history. Yeah, but oh, I do remember Lord. that that certainly that um <laughs> that initial like kind of shock of seeing and my big one is always uh, Long Beach going down the big escalator into the Long Beach mm. show and how big it was compared to what you kind of imagined. And it was just, it was pretty, pretty amazing experience. I still can remember as somebody showing up to the show the first time and thinking, wow, look at all the stuff that's like dedicated to our industry. Very different attitude after you've worked the booth behind the scenes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I'd love to try and remember different. that. I, Eric, I, remember, I, uh, I remember talking to you at a trade show and you saying this was the first time I've ever been to a trade show before. I was very surprised. Yep, this is absolutely true. I spent a lot of well, my time kind of behind the scenes and not, yeah, not out. Yeah, when you were at Black Duck. Yeah. They, and yeah. I'm sorry for my oh good lord, but I was just reading Justin's comment and going, yeah. seriously, are you just trying to yeah. make me crazy? Yeah, that's what they that he's saying. Uh, that's what we're planning to have Jeff do at uh, AG. So I guess Jeff of uh, the screen mesh nerd, dress or be a booth model. Uh, either one, <laughs> either one is possible. So you know, check in on the Embroidery Nerds Live podcast and ask uh, <laughs> ask what Jeff's going to be wearing for Jeez. the show. Yeah, sure we're going to have a discussion on the uh, the AG Mega Live this afternoon because I'll have the boys on so I can so, talk to them sternly. Or what you want for. Anyone who doesn't know, I'm sure you guys do know, but AG is Applicate Getaway. So check out, yes. there's going to be a live this afternoon from Applicate Getaway talking to those folks. And, and I'm and sure I'm talking about abbreviate an, a, a trade show that has such a cool name. <laughs> well, right? part of the reason is because we're, we're trying to downplay the Applicate a little bit because mm. it's now much more than Applicate when it started out way back however many years ago now. Um, 11 years, 10 years, something like that. Wow. Um, it was really centered around applique, but now right. we've got everything. So now we're just kind of calling it the getaway. Nice. But I agree that doesn't quite have the same punch to it. Great movie from the seventies, by the way. <laughs> Everybody's just doing old old home night tonight. All right. Oh, good lord. So Cindy says, uh, at the Fort Worth show, there was always after parties with Dallas Cowboy players, lots of fun and autographs. Yeah, I I missed an entire era. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point. You know, I, I don't would, remember uh, seeing celebrities. But... Uh, before before printing United, it was SGIA, as you guys know. And yes. I went to uh I went to a party in Dallas uh, put on by Sarah Call, if you guys remember that company. Uh, and uh, it was at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. 
It was wow. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and the the cheerleaders were out there. You could go try to kick field goals. It was it was. I don't know what they paid for it, but um, those those days are in the distant past. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that when people hear about trade shows now and then they, they kind of have the folks who wax poetically about them is because they haven't seen some of that stuff. So I'm like, quite frankly, it, trade shows haven't been what they were. I think that's not right. anything bad against them. In fact, the funny thing is I think they're more focused and more about education, more about, mm -hmm. you know, industry stuff. People are there to do business. Whereas I think a lot of the times I, I know people used to be there to have a vacation. Cause I, I remember my bosses in the industry going out to shows or going out like let's say let's say the magic show out in vegas there was a lot going on aside from buying apparel at the magic mm -hmm. show out in vegas so i i know that there was a lot of people who are going for their vacation too like that's it's not a bad thing but it is one of those things where more people i talk to about trade shows now are there mm -hmm. to get educated and see vendors and, and do the things that we all kind of talk about uh, as the benefits of the trade shows well, you know, that's why also uh, a lot of vendors much prefer a trade show in Indianapolis than in Orlando because everybody brings their family with them to Orlando and they come to the show for two hours and then they, they're all off to Universal or Disney or wherever. So, uh, and, and it's the same with Vegas or, or, or the Vegas shows, it's that second and third day when people are dragging, <laughs> dragging into the show about two o'clock. <laughs> This can be true. We have a couple of good comments here before I want to get into it. We actually have questions, believe it or not. We, instead of just Ooh, us chatting, we have, more chat, we have actual questions to ask. But let's jump, jump well, in a couple I'm still comments. trying to get my head around the fact that I'm not running this thing. It's just... <laughs> if you run I, shows, I keep wanting to go, can we do this? <laughs> you can always just tell me what to do. I take, I take direction. We all know. Uh, <laughs> Terry's like, do you? I'm like, well, not, not for me, Terry, but <laughs> everybody else, just not Terry. Um, <laughs> so James says, uh, James Orlani again, uh, it's the people you meet at trade shows that make shows so epic. Agreed. Uh, once I saw a customer looking at a sim process printer at a booth and I said, do you have any questions about how this is done? Turns out it was famed artist Dave Gardner. So, mm -hmm. yep, you never know who's going to be in the booth. And uh, Yusta says, uh, I was a rock band roadie for many years. Awesome. A lot of folks doing that in the decoration area. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I met my now wife, she struggles with the show. I made it work easy and uh, fixed it all like a rock tour. That's the way to do it. Know how to break down and set up like the merch booth or like the, yeah. uh, like the equipment. That's a big deal, folks. Well, you know, just a couple of years ago, um, uh, if you guys remember from wrestling, Roddy Piper, Mm -hmm. um, he he yep. he came to the booth to my booth looking at equipment, and uh, unfortunately he passed away just a few mm. months later. But uh, but yeah, yeah, he was he was an attendee, and somebody whispered to me, "You know who that is?" I'm like, "He looks really familiar." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we always say: like apparel, apparel branding, and marketed merch is for everybody. So you never know who's going to be there doing the, doing the uh, show tours. But yeah. we actually have a question I want to address specifically to Christine. Yes, we titled the show Pet Peeves, and I'm sure we're going to unleash a million pet peeves, both as people who work shows and people who go to shows. But what's your favorite part of working the shows, being behind the booth? Oh, boy. Um, I think meeting the people was always my favorite, I have to say. just And that moment when you meet someone who's just starting out or who's confused mm. by something and you can give them a solution and you see that light go on in their face, like, I get this now and you just saved me from this problem. There's something about that that, that just never gets old. I mean, no matter how many times it happened. And the other thing that was always really fun is once um, 
I started getting a little known in the industry, people would be very kind and take the time to come to the booth to because they wanted to say hello or mm. thank you for something I'd written or thank you for, you know, an appearance on two regular guys or whatever it was. So that was always lovely too. And that means I think people don't really understand how much that means when you're somebody that, you know, does shows and writes and does all this stuff to have people come to you and say, I, I received what you put out there and it meant something to me or I learned from yeah. it. That That's why we do this stuff. I mean, trust me when I tell you we're not doing it for the money. So. <laughs> that's, that's true. Now, I, I had that discussion pretty recently. And I, like I said, this is nothing against any, you know, any of the trade shows or anything whatsoever. Oh, no. But somebody who somebody said to me earlier, they're like, oh, surely they cover all your travel and all of your, I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, if you want to do trade show stuff, remind yourself that you have to have another reason to be there to make your money. Like it's not educating at a show or being somebody who's a vendor. And I think maybe that's a, a fair thing to say about trade show pet peeves. Um, folks kind of think like uh, we make the big money because we're on the on the bill. And that is just not the case. You are definitely sacrificing some time and money to teach at a show if you're not there for some other reason. Um, that yeah, is just it usually costs totally you true. money uh, to to mm -hmm. speak at a show. Well, and yes. especially with air travel, I mean, I paid oh, yeah. seven hundred and twenty five dollars to go to Chicago uh, for for the DAX show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, once uh, once you you pay for that and pay for your hotel, you're you're pretty much there. Uh, yep. You know, on your yeah, own dime. <laughs> you're very much underwater, and I, I think that's uh, that's not a complaint necessarily. It's just something no. to, to understand for folks. I'm like, if you want to get into the industry, some people have asked me, "Hey, I'd like to teach this stuff." I'm like, by all means. Uh, yesterday was sadly the deadline for ISS show submissions, mm -hmm. so I would have said or uh, Impressions Expo show submissions. But when they ask for submissions, go ahead and submit. I will just warn you: you better do it for the love. Do it for the love, or have something else, and don't be there to pitch because pitching is uh, it's tremendously annoying to the people who are there for education truthfully and unless you're very honest about doing a pitch session there's nothing wrong with selling we love selling i mean gosh we're all, we've all done it but you have to have a difference between what's a pitch session and what's education and if you're there to do education by all means make sure that you're just doing education during the time that you're there to do education it's and obviously we're not complaining we because we all speak at yeah. these events so yeah. uh, believe me why do i know that the submission deadline was yesterday is because i was submitting my last few ideas for, yeah. for the impression shows yesterday and i posted it in the women in garment decoration group awesome. to encourage everybody Please. there to start teaching because i think we need more women teaching we all know that's one of my 100%. things but yeah, you know, I mean, and I think the point that we're really trying to make here is that, yes, the shows compensate us and that's yeah. lovely. Yes. And but we do it because it matters. People yeah. need to do this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to say we do it for free because <laughs> but some of us do. So, you know, it's not it's kind of an open secret. But um like Eric said, it's not anything against the shows. We're not criticizing their pay scales. We're not saying that they should be paying more or, or you know, compensating us for other things or any of that. It's just a commentary on the state of how things are. Yeah. But at the same time, I would fully say that uh, since we're talking about both trade show pet peeves and things we like about the shows, it's one of the most valuable things I've ever done. I think it's also the oh, legacy yeah. of the industry and uh, I'm happy to do it. And I think everybody else should too. When the, part of the other issue is everybody asks me, "Oh, how did you get to talk at these things?" I'm like, "When the submission date came up, mm -hmm. I submitted some stuff." 
by all means, if you want to try get out there and submit, there are, are people with audiences. There are people who know what they're doing, who just, mm-hmm. you, you can, trust me, you can do it too. You can get out there and speak. And if you think the education is not what you want it to be, one of the great ways to make it the way you want it is to do it, is to educate, get out there and teach what you know. So yeah, that's, that is part of it. People, uh, if people are wondering how that works, we submit ideas <laughs> when they ask for submissions. Well, we and the other that's half it. of it too, is if, if somebody from a trade show does offer you the opportunity, which is what happened to me, yeah, say yes. Yeah. Instead of going, cause when, uh, it was Scott Ritter from Dax who offered mm-hmm. me my first chance to do a seminar and my first instinct was, oh, I couldn't possibly, mm-hmm. I can't do that it'll, I'll, it'll be scary. And I don't like talking and, and I'll have to get up in front of people. And, and I don't know, I, all sorts of weird stuff was in my head. And Scott basically said, I believe that you can do this. Mm. And so I found whatever courage I had and I did it. And my first one, I was so scared, but now I love it more than anything. So, you know, totally. take the leap. And yeah, it'll be scary. And trust me, your knees will be trembling the first one that you do, whether there's five people in the room or 500 people in the room. But it's totally worth it. People totally. fear public speaking more than death. In yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You know, once you get up there and start, especially totally. Totally. live, you know, because we all had that mm-hmm. period of time where we were doing these uh, these online uh, deals, mm-hmm. but when you're doing it live and you start interacting with the audience, it's uh, it, it's it's really rewarding and and uh, you know you, and then and then when you read the reviews after that, people had great takeaways from it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's worth uh, it's worth all the time and effort. And hey, it's not just that hour and twenty minutes that you're speaking. It's those forty hours you spent putting that presentation together. It's yeah, true. <laughs> and, Don't and remind me. It I out still have so four it, slide it, decks. <laughs> I have four slide decks to do for applique getaway still. So. Oh, don't, don't say it out loud. Don't let them know that we don't prepare everything three years in advance. Uh, they don't know. I've been talking about it for a while now. I, I know what everything is going yeah. to be. I have the talks put together. I just haven't put the information in the slides yet. The visuals, yes. Yeah, and it'll happen, but I'm just like, shoot. Well, I think that's the other thing is people think that uh, – those of us who present or work in booths are always entirely okay, natural, and ready to go. Uh, I get nervous before every single one. I oh, practice yeah. every single one live. I usually do a dry run the day before in my hotel room. And yes, that means I do the entire presentation in my hotel room by myself. That that, And I'm not a natural. Uh, I would say I, I get nervous when I'm doing the shows. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't just feel cool like, hey, this is time to go. We're, I'm great. I am super nervous for the shows. What I'm lucky about is that I, I, I think a lot of people are like this too. You'll find that when you're there and you're in the moment and you're talking about something you care about to people who need the information, that person who needs to be there will show up. Like presentation guy or gal will show up for you and be you for that period of time. <laughs> we you just have to say yes. started yeah. out too, uh, I, I used to tell myself, because uh, I get really nervous too, and I tell myself, everybody here wants me to succeed yes. in, in giving yeah. this presentation. That always helped me uh, to kind of calm down before I started the presentation. So totally true. Well, so Christine, let, let's yes. let's talk about pet peeves. What are some unreasonable requests you've gotten while you're working in a booth from a from an attendee? <laughs> Anything come to mind? 
there's a couple that always used to just make me want to punch people and I'm not a violent person. I said, but I mean, there really were one of them was always the people who would come around towards the end of the show and they would say, well, you don't want to take this home. So, you know, will you give me a deal on it? And it was usually, you know, or uh, you don't want to take all this thread home and have to count it again. How about if you just sell it to me for a dollar a spool or whatever it was? And I would just look at them and go, seriously, we have a box truck, we pack it up, it's fine. (laughs) You know, but there was this, and it was always kind of phrased, like somehow they were doing us a favor. Right. That they were going to take this thing off our hands for this really cheap price. The oh. the last hour of the show where the people are walking around going, got any free t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the other one was, and I don't know, but this happened more than once. We would have people who either had formed an affection for one of us who were working the booth or just like the company. And so they decided that the fun thing to do would be to park themselves in the booth as the show was closing and then like want to chat. And anybody who's been a vendor at a show knows by the time the show is done, all you want to do is pull that booth down, pack everything up and get out of there and go have a drink. You're tired, you know, and, and you, so you start making kind of, you know, polite hints to, gee, maybe it's time to go. And then you get a little less polite and, you know. But that one, I did not get that because I don't see what the attraction is to sit in a booth when people are yanking stuff down around you. But obviously, working feverishly, right? Right. To yeah, take I mean, and the show's done, and it's you know the announcement has been made that the floor is now closed. Get out. Right. And you know these people thought it was time to let's talk about my big huge problem that I want you to solve. And not to mention, it's kind of dangerous. I mean, those fork, yeah. forklift drivers, they they do not go slow. <laughs> no, I was shocked oh. the first time, uh, the first time displaying at Impressions and they started tearing the carpets up. Like we are still, and by the way, this is for a software company. This one was working at Deco Network. So we don't have a lot to tear down. We aren't finished tearing down. Carpets are up. Rolls of carpet are yep. flying down the aisles. I mean, it's minutes. Minutes yeah. from the real shutdown things are being pulled up and moving. So it, they're, they're, they're taking down the curtain though. behind you. They're taking yes. the chairs, mm-hmm. the tables out of your booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, they are ripping out things up from under your feet while you are trying oh. to get packed up. And it is, well, I have a good forklift driver story that I got to share because you want to talk <laughs> about pet peeves that yeah. one of the, when I was a newly minted marketing director for, for Ensign Emblem, which was the parent company mm-hmm. for Enmart first trade show I was ever part of making happen. We did this amazing booth. We had all these acrylic panels. They were gorgeous. They had vinyls on them. They were beautiful. We made special boxes to pack them. We did everything to make sure these arrived at the show pristine and perfect and could be hung like they were supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. So I get a a call from one of my guys at the show. The forklift driver put the forks through one of the acrylic boxes and broke one of the panels. Yeah. And this is like the night before, you know, the the afternoon before the show. So I have to figure out, obviously, we can't make another panel. We had the panel specially done. We can't get one by Mm -hmm. the next day. So I ended up getting a really (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but a really cheap like vinyl banner that a local company here was able to put out for us. And I was able to overnight it. So at least there was something in place of that panel. But I mean, mm -hmm. seriously, the forklift driver didn't just like nick this thing. He put the forks right through it. It was in little <laughs> tiny shards. Yeah. We, um, I think we've all had it. If you, we have if all you displayed that. Oh, yeah. No, if you display at a show. If you're running a booth, oh, for gosh. sure, you have had something get destroyed. You have had issues with it. Or this is the other thing. If you guys don't know, if you're thinking about displaying or doing stuff at a trade show, be really aware of drayage. If you don't know what drayage yes. is, it's the amount it costs, especially in Uniontown, to get things from the dock to the booth and sometimes yeah. it'll be more than your entire transit from where you are to the state that you're going to so well you know your costs you may not know about yeah true, <laughs> true from this year uh out yeah. in long beach i don't know what it costs to ship the stuff for equipment zone from uh new jersey to uh to long beach probably three thousand dollars to go from the dock to our booth and you could see the dock from the booth five thousand yeah. dollars we were yep. charged to move oh that material product. handling is horrible yeah, yeah and, and people don't realize that uh, how incredibly expensive it is very uh, to do trade shows and well, and that's yeah. not counting your, your hotels and and the booth space and and dinners people. and, and everything <laughs> yeah. else yeah, for sure expensive. well i i want to just take a little initiative here guys because there is one pet peeve that i really do want to talk about okay and yeah. it has go to ahead. do with the issue that I perennially talk about, which is how women are treated. Mm. And this one is, and I've heard this story so many times, I can't even tell you. So if you are a salesperson who's working a booth, listen to this one because it mm. seriously can screw your sales. It's when you're at a show with your husband, your brother, a male coworker, your uncle, your father, whoever it is, and you walk into the booth and it's your business and you're the one who's going to make the decision about what you buy and how much money you spend and the person in the booth who isn't always a man but usually is will talk to the male who's with you rather than you and just make the assumption that it's his business he's making the decision and then i have heard from some women that even when they explain it's my business i'm the one making the decision the person will still talk to the guy <laughs> It's like the 1950s all over. Yeah, it, and I mean, it's, Stunning. that's Horrific. one thing that I would tell anybody that sells in a booth. Never, ever make a decision about who's the person who has the money and who's the person who's going to make the buying decision. Don't judge on how they look. Don't judge on what they're wearing. Don't judge on how they speak. We made some huge sales at Enmark from people who looked like they didn't have two cents mm -hmm. in their pocket. Yep. And they wouldn't blink at dropping thousands of dollars on something. So it's you know, just something to, and uh, Susan says, still today, it almost always happens. I like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Younger buyers as well. I mean, I remember uh, being at a show in Vegas and we had, I don't know, we probably had 12 sa salespeople there. And there was a young guy, probably 20. Uh, walked. He must have walked by seven different sales reps before I got up to him and asked if I could help him. He spent ninety thousand mm -hmm. dollars in the booth that day. Ninety thousand dollars, and and uh, and people came up to me afterwards and said, "Did that kid buy something?" I'm like, "No, no, he bought six somethings." 
no, no way. And I'm like, yes, he just yes, spent $90,000 on an American Express card. <laughs> so, wow. you, you, you know, my, my rule is this. I speak to everybody that walks into the booth, no, no yeah. matter what. And, and you have to treat everybody as if they are, uh, well, you know, with the respect they deserve. So, yeah. And I think that's something that uh, that's the pet peeve from the other side of the booth. Uh, I remember, and this is actually, I, I went in the capacity of being a partnership manager. So I'm looking for strategic partnerships when I was at Declan Network. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go view the booths of all the vendors and see what's new and talk to all the regional salespeople and say, hey, what's going on in your neck of the woods? How are things going in this region? I cannot tell you how many times I have walked up to a booth and someone is literally hiding behind a rack. Mm -hmm. The person with the badge on who's supposed to be discussing things with people, talking to people, or you'll ask them a couple of questions. They're like, I don't know. They just hired me to be here today. Or they're yeah. on their phone the entire on time. The phone, that's the one that drives on me the phone, nuts. On the tablet. Yep. What drove me nuts is we were at a show where the tablets were being used for lead gen, for lead generation. They were you know, ca capturing information. And the person kept swiping back over to the thing they were watching on a video site. <laughs> and I don't know, YouTube, whatever, watching streams. They might have been watching live streams. But they kept on switching back over on the tablet that they're trying to help people on. They they're keep on switching over to watch some videos. And I'm like, if you pay to have someone there, please, by all means, have somebody engaged because I would rather walk up to a booth full of samples with no human in it than a person who is not going to engage and who might like actively turn me off of your brand. <laughs> like you have to have yeah. somebody who's at least partially engaged and um, it makes a big difference. I'm telling you right now, I have had someone in classes, be being someone who does mostly education when I'm there, I've had people in classes buy a different embroidery, ma embroidery machine brand than the one they intended to based entirely on the experience with the people in the booth. That's a huge oh, purchase. Absolutely. Equipment purchases mm -hmm. happen and are entirely changed based on the experiences people have with you in the booth. It's, it's sometimes for the worst, I hate to say this, sometimes I have to <laughs> stop and go, wait a minute, maybe not that equipment. They had a really good salesperson who talked a good game and I'm glad they did, but you might make a poor decision based on that, but that's the thing. People yeah. buy emotionally and people engage emotionally. If you're not there for them, whether you're whichever side of this you're on, if you're not engaging people in an earnest way, you're missing out. You know, well, and uh, I have to say, mm -hmm. I just want to throw this out there. Yeah. I never understood why a company would have someone in their booth that didn't know the product and didn't understand it. And I have to say totally. also in my, wearing my trade show runner hat as a moment, which is one of the yes. things that I do now. Um, when I recruit vendors for our show, that's the first thing I want to know is who's going to be in your booth. What do you got? You know, who's going to be, because yep. our attendees want to ask questions. They want to talk to people who know what's happening. So even if you're sending somebody locally, okay, which a few people did last year, who is this person? What do they know about your product? Are they a salesperson? Are they somebody that's familiar with it? Can they answer questions? You know, and and I'll be, if I don't think it's going to work, I will let the vendor know because I want the best experience for my attendees. And I think most trade show runners do. So, you know, and, and talking about also, uh, you know, people, the activities in their booth. I just recently had this experience where 
I was taught, you know, and, and, and I've said this before, we're all like carnies. We're, we, <laughs> we travel around to all the different shows and, mm-hmm. and I'm competing right. with you and you're competing with that person. But at, at night, we're all back at the hotel having a beer and, and talking about mm-hmm. the day together. But I was talking to a vendor who, who had the exact same product as the, the vendor across the aisle. And I actually know both of those people really well. Vendor A was complaining that everybody walking up the aisle goes straight over to vendor B and and they're not stopping to talk to me. And I look and vendor A is standing there leaning on the machine. Vendor B is printing shirts and printing shirts and printing mm-hmm. shirts. And I thought, you honestly don't see why they're going across the aisle <laughs> because that machine is running and you're leaning on yours. So that's uh, an, another pet peeve, but you know that's that comes with experience and and that comes with planning for your booth, uh, uh, Christine. Just like you're saying, you, who's working that booth? What do they know? Um, do they understand what they're supposed to be doing while they're standing there in that brief window of time that we have to be able to talk right. to customers? So well, and I will also say from a trade show organizational standpoint, most of the trade show runners that I know try to be pretty careful that that sort of thing doesn't happen. Mm. So, you know, they'll ask you ahead of time, like, what are you selling? And try to make sure that you're not right across from someone who's selling yeah. the exact same thing. I mean, sometimes it's unavoidable and you yeah. you can't you can't do anything about it because there's a finite amount of space. But as a general rule, most trade show runners will try to make sure that you have, you know, there's a zone of... <laughs> of non-competitive products around you. Right, right, exactly. If they can. Yeah. But I'm reading comments here, and there's a couple of good ones. Yeah. Chris, Kristen had a good one. Eric, I think put those up. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can. I was trying to wait for a good pause, but we'll go for it. Uh, Kristen says, I was one who bought from someone else because I couldn't get someone to talk to me at a show. Yes, yeah. and that is a common problem in general, but also a problem that women encounter a lot. Yeah, I think, and Terry's right. Young people too. I know I actually had somebody. Too, um, yes, had a guy came come in and uh, took one of my shows. He flew in specifically to take one of my long workshops at Dax, uh, and this guy was young. And I'll tell you, I, admittedly, even I when he, he walked in, I'm like, wow, this is a very young guy. He's like 19. Came in, uh, did my entire session. He already had a a shop up with uh, 48 heads of embroidery, yeah. and people were not talking to him at the shows. And I'm like. You guys are missing out. This guy has a real shop. Now, however, whatever way he got into the industry, this person right now is buying supplies. This person right now is asking for education. This -hmm. person spent the money to fly out to take a class. It's someone who is investing in the industry. And it's like, we need to remember that stuff. So yeah, women, young people, people of all walks of life. It doesn't matter where they come from. They all belong here. So make sure you get out there and talk to people. Well, we are having at um, the getaway, um, applique getaway, because it is mm-hmm. the best name of a trade show ever. <laughs> um, Adam Fuller is yeah. teaching a class with his father. They're teaching a class on parenting a young entrepreneur. Nice. And when it was first suggested, I was like, I I mean, I know Adam and I, I know Adam's totally capable, but he's sure. 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he, he wouldn't but, even be allowed to go into the ISS show. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. It's totally true. But you know, he's actually on the ball. He has his slides done. He's ready to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, 
but you know, there is this perception that, that, um, younger people aren't, don't have the clout or don't have the stick to or whatever it is. I mean, you, you watch Adam, good Lord, the kid's 11 and he's a better business person than people three times his age. I, I always think we're all going to be working for Adam someday. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> well, I, I think it goes kind of both directions too. It's the same kind of split. I'll, I'll give you a, a pet peeve too. Uh, I've had people say, oh, well, isn't that show have more crafters at it? And I think I've talked yeah. about this a million times. People who sell are doing a professional thing. And even if they have smaller setups or third bedroom setups, that is totally fine and something we should still be trying to uh, educate toward. Would we like those people, those of us who are old, crusty commercial folks, uh, would we not like those people to be good citizens of the decorated apparel world? I surely would like that to be the case. Um, why wouldn't we educate people in the same way or treat them the same way? I understand that, you know, sometimes we're looking for the, the big sales, but all of these sales line up. And I've from the decorated apparel side of things, I've been at a shop where we had three really big customers and two of them leave. Um, mm, sometimes all that, the conglomeration of all the smaller customers really does matter for sales folks. <laughs> you might yeah. not want to put all of your eggs into, you know, three baskets of, <laughs> of people who are going to, you know, buy big equipment once every three years. There are plenty yeah. of people who are worthwhile to talk to on the smaller end of things. Well, and as COVID proved to us, it doesn't matter where you do the business. You can have a multi-million dollar business from your third bedroom. Absolutely. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, you know, I yeah. if I'm on my couch in yoga pants and a t-shirt and I write something awesome and somebody buys it, it doesn't matter that I was on my couch in yoga pants and a t-shirt when I wrote it. Right, right. Oh, 100%. You know? And those cool. people were operating when the big shops were shut. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I couldn't tell you how many people have said to me that, I had to close my brick and mortar. I moved it all home. I'm not going back. It, this yeah. has worked out so well that I'm yeah. staying right where I am. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, when I first started in business, I thought there was a stigma about the fact that I was working out of my basement. And uh, and I opened a just an order desk in town at, at, the, at the college bookstore where people mm -hmm. could come and order T-shirts. You know what they did? They came to my house and knocked on the door because they wanted to talk to me. They wanted to go where it was being done. And they didn't yeah. care that I was operating out of my basement. That that was a big revelation for me. And that was that was in a previous century where uh, today, honestly, I don't think anybody cares. As long as you do good work and you deliver on time, that's yep. all that matters to anybody. Mm -mm. Yep. And well, we actually have... I had Christina Schulman who left yeah. a comment. She was on um, my show on Wednesday and she started in her, her garage or her third bedroom. I don't remember exactly. And I mean, now she's enlarged her warehouse twice and she has this yep. huge company called Love That Cotton and she runs the everything embroidery market trade shows. <laughs> yeah, folks, you never know. Small sales lead to big sales, maybe many years down the road. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. you can go both directions and still be fine and be successful. But let's go ahead and grab a couple more comments while we're here. Uh, Christina says, I feel too that sometimes vendors forget that the way they are with customers can and does affect buyer's perspective of the whole mm -hmm. show as well as the industry. True. Absolutely. Um, the goal of a show is to get people what they need without uh, talking to them. You don't know what they need. Absolutely. Very much the case. Also, remember that if you're doing your own vending, we're talking about apparel decorators, you guys are going out doing mobile vending or setting up, same kind of attitude that you have to keep. You have to talk to everybody and you have to be there to serve the purpose. It is, it's something that sometimes people don't get. You can't sit and wait for orders. <laughs> you have to engage with people. Well, but don't be I like, like those folks at the farmer's market that Susan. yell at you across the aisle to come and nope. try their yogurt. 
<laughs> I like the comment from Susan because I think she's totally right. Yeah, uh, Frank from Franmar would stop to uh, show us a new product and the excitement and pride he had about what he sold was what made us look at what he was selling. Absolutely. Uh, the way you're engaged with your work, other people will pick up on. So oh, be definitely. excited. If you have a passion for it. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think hey, that's so why people... Nope. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's why people love uh, your classes, Christine, and I think uh, hopefully ours as well, um, because people understand and feel that kind of excitement and that desire to help and that desire for people to be successful. I think they feel that for real. I, I think that so. is something that's for, you know, I, I believe it. And people tell me about uh, that, about being in your classes and being in all of our classes, honestly. I think that's why and also why we do it. But the great thing is. I think anybody who's worried about how they present themselves, or honestly, even if you're worried about talking to vendors at the show, I think Terry had the, the right idea earlier. We're all looking for each other to be successful. The mm -hmm. end result here is we would love everyone to sell as much as they can. We'd like everyone to be as good as they can at the creative side of this thing. We would like everybody to be back again next year, bigger and better than they are this year. Everyone is, is pulling for you. So no matter okay. what side of this you're on, everyone's pulling for you. We all want this to go well. <laughs> I would agree well, with you. The thing about two regular guys is now we have we have grouped together three people who talk a lot and we're running out of time. So, Christine, <laughs> yes. tell us about Applique Getaway. What's what's the update? Oh, uh, well, the update is um, as of today, we are two weeks out from wow. Applique Getaway. And for those of you that still have not registered, this is the last day to register for the VIP Pro and VIP packages. And I would highly recommend those packages because you get access to exclusive classes that aren't available with a general ticket and you get lunch and you get a cool goodie bag and you get a really cool shirt, which was designed by Nikki Dumkowitz and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So it's definitely something that you wanna do. Um, the show floor is amazing this year, if I do say so myself, because I built it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a really great mix of new vendors and vendors that have been with the show for quite a while. We have commercial vendors. We have, um, you know, home sewing and prosumer, as Eric would say, vendors. We have the whole gamut. <laughs> we've got rhinestones. We've got sublimation. We've got white toner printing. We've got embroidery. We've got supplies. We've got hardware. We've got everything, I think. I don't really think, I honestly am pretty confident in saying there aren't many holes in our vendor lineup this year. So, and nice. the classes are amazing too. I mean, there's Adam and, and Jeff's class and all the embroidery nerds are teaching classes and we've got Katie Wubin's going to be there and she's teaching a couple of classes. Lindsay's teaching classes, on, a class on digitizing. I'm teaching four classes. Um, the list goes on and on and on. We've got classes for if you want to make stuff, we have classes to do that. If you want to learn marketing and sales and stuff like that, we have classes for that. I'm, I'm just really, as you can tell by me rambling on and on and on, I am just really excited about this show. I feel really good about it. I think it's going to be really an amazing experience for everybody that comes. Um, and I, it, it's simultaneously feels really long until it happens and really, really short. So. <laughs> I think but I'm very excited. I think we always feel that way. I think Cinego, though, for everybody who doesn't know Applicate Getaway, doesn't think there's something to learn there for your particular segment. Uh, Cindy, who is completely a commercial shop, she says, I've learned a lot of neat things from the home people at the AG show, too. So that's awesome. 
uh, Ramona says, OMG, two weeks OMG. Yes. I think everybody who's prepping for the getaway feels the same way. Uh, and it looks like Christina is going to say, see you at AG2. Yes, uh, Christina and Love That Cotton have a booth, um, which we're very excited about. And I also think that speaks well. I Like I said, I had Christina on my show yeah. um, on Wednesday and they run, I suppose, what you could call a competitor show. But mm-hmm. I just call us sister shows. You know, yeah. we work in the same industry and we're friendly and she exhibits at our show. We support her show. That's how it works. There's enough room for everybody. You don't have to be jerks right. about it. So <laughs> it's a good lesson for all of us in the industry, though. I will say uh, I've had this this pet peeve told to me many a time. Uh, mm. Classes are hard to pick from trying to decide between multiple classes held at the same time. Uh, it is so hard for organizers not to do this. Um, yes, there's, there has to be room for everybody to get into classes. and There's only so many hours. So, yeah, that does happen. Good thing is sometimes there's online availability, sometimes there's not, but there's usually a chance to see people again. So yeah. Well, I will say for those that can't make the show this year and they're looking for online ability uh, availability, which was harder to say than you would think, apparently. <laughs> um, there, we are not recording any classes on mm. site this year, just because we couldn't get the quality of recording that we wanted mm. without spending so much money that the classes would be $300 a piece to buy and watch. And we just didn't think that was a price point that would work, but there will be virtual applique getaway in November, Mm. which will be all online. You can watch it from anywhere. You can watch it in the, in your PJs and your bunny slippers (laughs) in your beanbag chair, if you want, but a lot of the vendors or a lot of the instructors, (laughs) I'm sorry, Terry. I feel like you're looking at me right now. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have you to have reveal the slippers on. I want you to prove it. But um, <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. But mm. uh, I just wanted to say that if you want to do virtual, a lot of the instructors that are teaching at actual AG or live AG will also be teaching at virtual. So nice. So for more information about that, guys, if you didn't see that already, go check out applicategetaway.com. That is also in the comments. And like you said, today's that last day for that VIP setup. So go ahead. If you're listening live, jump in now. If you're listening later on Monday, wow, you should have been listening on Friday. (laughs) Well, if you missed this one, I will be around a bunch of other places today. So you're going to get so tired of my, if you're not already tired of my face by the end of today, you will be tired of my face. No, we can't be tired because when we see your face, we know we're going to get your awesome content Uh, and commentary. So we're never tired. That's sweet. It's the truth. (laughs) I'm like the, I'm liking these comments. Ramona says, yay, virtual AG. I like that. Yep. yep. And Uh, and yes, Christina, we are in it together. Oh, yeah, she had that. And I also like this one. This is very much true. You can always chat with an instructor yes. on the trade floor. Um, this, If you have not made use of us while we're walking on the trade show floor, yes, I know sometimes we look like we're crazy and running around. Most of us will try and find time to talk to you. Um, don't get me wrong. If someone is working a booth, it would be lovely if you don't take all of their sales time. If they're selling in a booth for a company that they work for, they can't probably just teach you another class <laughs> in their right. booth. Right. However, when they're sitting around working around, most of us, we are there to teach. We're there to do that. We want your questions. So yeah. With the co- caveat that if yeah. they have managed to sneak away to eat lunch for 15 minutes, please <laughs> let, let them, them finish their sandwich before yes. you ask your question. 
this is true but especially you're we're all out we're all hanging out chatting with someone i i'll just say for me yes ask me the embroidery question i'm always there to talk shop oh yeah that's i i have paid i am there like uh, terry said and like christine said we've paid to be there pretty frequently um i'm there to do business and talk shop that is all i'm there to do yeah. that is the primary thing i'm there to do but yes of course i might be talking to the rest of my carny friends but yeah ask us the questions we like those well, right, so the Carney, our Carney friends are, you know, the the roving group of us that though I've kind of been away from the shows for a little bit other mm, than right. AG, but um, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll get back to it next year. <laughs> it's always the it's always the question, how many are you going to do this year? Right. <laughs> but right. Terry, well, and it's good. interesting that when I started being part of running one, yeah, the other shows started assuming that I wouldn't necessarily want to speak at their shows, and I'm like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Those I ones mean, you, like you know, it. right. Because sure. I don't, I don't see competitors. I only see love. <laughs> hey, I'm with it. You, like you, like Christina said, yeah, we are in it together. Yep, That's the best thing in this industry. All right. So, Christine, before we let you go, where else can they connect with you? Where else can our listeners and our viewers uh, find more of what you're doing? Uh, well, there is a website, christineshreve.com. Um, I will put the disclaimer of up that that website needs updating i am aware it's just it's not happening the time, over the next two weeks is it i'm sorry it's not happening over the next two weeks is no it, it is not <laughs> happening over the next two weeks perhaps after the show is over and i've had a little time but then we start working on virtual and then there's lenny Penny, and there's women in business and there's the book i'm writing and there's other stuff that's been you know so yeah who knows um, but christineshreve.com, um, you can find me in the women in garment decoration, Facebook group. And I almost yeah. forgot that name for a minute. That's so weird. Um, and also in the, uh, on my way into the getaway group and the Linny Pinny group and probably other groups because, um, I'm also possibly going to be working with the mentorship group on Facebook for promo kitchen. Nice. So nice. you can find me many, many places. Awesome. All right. Well, and thank then you very women much in for... business. I shouldn't yes. forget that. Cause no, you know, that's my podcast. show. So yeah, every Wednesday, check her out at the women in business podcast. Awesome guests and great talk. So by all means, check that out very much. Like we, like you said about the other trade shows, we're not here to tell, not tell you guys about other podcasts. We all right. want everybody to do this. Well, Everyone's and I will say, as you guys have been doing most weeks lately, if you know someone who should be a good guest <laughs> for <laughs> women in business, um, we we are we still have some spots available, and I always love hearing about interesting women who have good stories to tell, who can be part of the show. Some of the best interviews are the ones that. I have people have stories I never knew they had, so I'd love to yeah. talk to them. So, so yes, let reach me know. out, folks. Reach out to Christine yes, if you have out. a woman in this business or a woman in business in general who has something good to share. Then, by all means, reach out. Or you know, if you think you would be a good guest yourself, tell me. You know, yeah. or you can just do what I did and just go, "Hey guys, I'm coming on the show." <laughs> <laughs> We put the link out there. That's what I always tell people, like, how do we get on the show? I'm like, every week we say it at least twice. Well, I, I feel like the That's year how. just isn't right if I don't show up on the show a couple of times. It's go. just. We feel the same. You know, I mean, right. I have to all kudos to to you guys in this show because you really. This was the first podcast I ever did. I mean, way back in the days before you could see me. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah, exactly. And Christine, Christine and I first, I believe, first guest hosts 
first yeah, guest. Yeah, I think we were. Guys, so that's yeah. right. I forgot about that. First Absolutely. I think Absolutely. we were. So yeah, Eric. Well, I have a long history with all of you, but Eric and yeah. I have been partnered up for quite a while. And we really yeah. need to do another Ask an Expert or something, Eric. We really should. We should do another live we soon. Really which should. I don't I'm know sure. when <laughs> that's going to happen, but we should I, try I can hear it. my wife screaming right now, Eric, don't take on another show. But um, <laughs> oh. I probably, I, I want to take on another show. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, I think after... Um, AG is after live AG is over because <laughs> I got no more bandwidth right now. <laughs> Trust me, I think everybody's had that week. I'm I'm there too. Bandwidth is low, yeah. but I do want to bring in one more comment before we let you go because I think it's sure. it's good for you to see these things. I like to make sure all of our guests get the kudos they deserve. And oh, Rug says, sweet. "Great info, Christine. Thanks for being such a positive force in the market and representing trade shows as a whole." Awesome. So yeah, uh, oh, thank you very sweet. much, Christine. Thank you. And I agree and wanted to make sure you got to see that live. So thank you very much for being on as well today. And thank you all, as always, for just being in a font of information. For and can I do industry. two more little plugs and then I'll Please. shut up? Okay. Please. Okay. One o'clock PM Eastern time today, I will be talking to Sheila Ryan in the uh, Designs by Baby Moon group. And awesome. if you're a member of that group, please come watch us. And then at 2.30 PM Eastern, I will be talking to Justin, Matt, and Jeff, the embroidery nerds, and Nikki, the sassy subber. And you should come watch that one just to see if I survive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, go check those things out and follow Christine wherever she's at. All right. Thank you so much for being on, Christine. Awesome. Thanks, Christine. Thank Christine. you, guys. All right. All right. Great episode. I know. I know. They uh, you know, when uh, when I was putting together the outline, I thought, well, this one writes itself. You know, we'll just uh, we'll just <laughs> we'll just say trade shows and off we go. <laughs> well, it's hard because we always think like, oh, do we, are we going to have enough stuff? Are we going to should we go and fill out the rest of this stuff? No, invariably we had enough. In fact, I was going to do an emergency five things. We'll just go ahead and say no emergency five things today. If you guys have five things that you would like to share with us, uh, please reach out to us. We actually have a link here two regularguys.com that's the number two regularguys.com slash five things the number five uh, so jump <laughs> in and grab that that lets you submit a five things you can submit a recording directly you can submit a live video you can just send us the text of your five things and uh one of us me or the two regular guys will read that for you jump in with your five things your five tips five things you would do at a trade show five tips you have for running a business or Five things that are just tacitly related, you know, tertiary to the industry. We've done that too. Things for taking care of yourself, things for uh, survival in the industry. So submit your five things and you could be on the show too. All right. So what do you have coming up, Eric? Okay. What do I have coming up today? I have, as always, the take up. So this week it's episode 118 Q&A. So I'm doing some Q&A catch up from a lot of questions I've been getting recently. Uh, so default settings in embroidery digitizing, uh, some discussion about outsourcing, some talking about color and thread choices, and a little bit about digitizing tools. So mostly short answers from people who have been kind of in my DMs pestering me about some stuff that I needed to answer for them. And I'm bringing it to the show because I think there was some valuable information for everybody. You're going to find that at ericcampbell.com. Go up to the top and it's, there's a tab that says take up, click there, and you get the entire playlist as well as the most recent episode right there on the front page. Uh, what I also have coming up soon, I've not done speaking, I guess, for the year. I almost forgot. <laughs> Making small run patches. I got a three plus hour workshop going on at Impressions Expo Fort Worth. 
So check that out at impressionsexpo.com. And I would just like to go ahead and share. I don't always share my articles, but people have been asking me, like, are you still writing? Uh, yes, I'm still writing articles. I, I'm not in all the places I used to be, but I am in Images Magazine out in the UK. I uh, really love their format. And if you want to go check that out, um, I'll put that up on screen as I can. I have a new article about mixed media made simple. So multimedia kind of expressions uh, made simple, and that is in their digital issue. So there's a bit.ly link for you. Uh, but yeah, latest Images Magazine. And every month in Images Magazine, I have a classic magazine style article that they have in flipbook style uh, ready for you to read. And this one all about multimedia. So mixing print and embroidery and the things you might want to know to make that work. So that's what I've got going on. What do you have, Terry? Well, I have uh, my everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. That will be July 21st at Graphics Pro Expo in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Uh, DTG DTF Academy will be at Equipment Zone in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey on July 28th. And you can go to equipmentzone.com for that. My complete screen printing business class, uh, I am uh, expanding, and so I'm going to be offering that class in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. The, that's the nice. New York City area at Equipment Zone. That's going to be July 30th and 31st, and you can sign up for that class at EquipmentZone.com. I'll be in Chicago for uh, Atlas Screen Supply, Supply class, and that is August 27th and 28th. I'll be doing that same class at Workhorse Products here in Phoenix, September 17th and 18th, and all my future dates. I guess I need to get my Fort Worth seminars put in here as well. <laughs> so <laughs> don't forget like me. <laughs> right. Eric, you want to share Aaron's upcoming events? Absolutely. Let's grab Aaron's stuff too. Uh, Aaron, July 15th, he has coming up real quickly here, uh, the Growing Your Business Effortlessly Workshop. And that was one we shared earlier with our little... Uh, my, our little message from him. And that one is going to be over at oursuccessgroup.com slash grow. So check that out. Uh, September 11th, he'll be participating in an international online small business skills summit as a speaker. Uh, small business skills summit is bringing you 30 experts over 30 days. You got to see him announce that recently. It's really cool. Check that out at uh, osg.link slash skills summit. And that a uh, session that he's doing for that one is called Conquer, Fear, and Thrive. One of the good things that he's been doing lately, talking a lot about how people deal with fear and getting past it. Uh, September 15th in Charlotte, North Carolina, he'll be at the Graphics Pro Expo, once again, hosting the Start Here Academy. Going to be the uh, MC for that, so he gets to host the whole thing and kind of run that. And he's got those three people we talked about. We had a couple of them on the show amazing influencers sharing how they started in apparel decoration. And uh, like I said, you we've heard them on the show. If you want to go check out more from them, check that out at graphicsproexpo.com at Start Here Academy. Uh, also coming up shortly, Sublimation Summit. It feels shortly to me, at least. September sounds like a long way away, but it'll be here soon. In Peachtree City, Georgia, that is September 23rd. Everything Embroidery Market, Myrtle Beach, North Carolina, September 24th. So there's a real quick drive in the middle of that one for him. And Printing United, which we talked about earlier, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, October 19th through 21st. And you know that two other guys will be there having a booth, the whole thing. So you'll be able to see Terry and Aaron out there in Las Vegas. We'll be broadcasting live from there. So. Yes. Nice. All right. So with that, I think we've come to another, the close of another show. We've certainly gone into bonus time. I guess we can't blame Aaron this time. I know. Uh, Y'all wanted to draw. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much to Christine Street for being on. She was awesome as always. And I have to thank her for her, her part in the two other guys in general, let alone uh, her episode today. So thank you, Christine, for being on. 
Absolutely. And as always, we want to thank you, Eric, for, for being our show producer and for, again, last-minute guest hosting and pushing all the buttons in the background at the same time. <laughs> See, and, and this is not fair. Evelyn says, Aaron who? Not fair. Not nice. <laughs> not nice. Aaron will be right back. <laughs> just because just because you know June wasn't Aaron's month, <laughs> it doesn't doesn't mean he won't be back. He's coming, I swear. He almost showed up today. He was he was very kindly saying, I don't think my internet might hold up. Eric, can you still do it? And I'm like, We're good, man. We got you. Aaron will be back. I am not you know, this is not a, you know, Beatles situation. I did come break up the band. Uh, <laughs> you guys will have Aaron back shortly, don't worry. All Eric, right. So Eric next week. Coach Campbell. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm not I'm not taking over. I've got my own show. I've got enough to do on my plate as it is. All right. Uh next week we're gonna have Eric Solomon on from Night Owls Prince in Houston. And he's gonna talk all about water-based printing and then business and education. So two things we love and hey, water-based printing, something we could all learn more about. Certainly those of us in embroidery like myself. I'll be tuning in from the back end and listening carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Eric Campbell sitting in for Aaron Montgomery. And we are, for today, the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.